You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Busiest week in their brief history, the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, but we are thrilled to be here to break it all down for you. Illini men's basketball team getting stunned at Marquette back on Monday night, but they get the big guy back. Kofi Colburn, Keith Jenkins of the Cincinnati Inquirer will join us in a few minutes to preview that game. Four-star wing Ty Rogers becomes a third commit to Brad Underwood in the 2022 class. Illini Guys Director of Recruiting Kedrick Prince will have more in his recruiting roundup. And it's Illinois and Iowa in football, but the Illini without their leader, head coach Brett Bielema, testing positive earlier this week for COVID-19 means that he will miss what had to have been one of the highlighted games on his calendar uh, being among the former Iowa Hawkeyes defensive lineman, looking forward to returning. Instead, he's quarantined in his basement home. And isolation means what it is. Like, I'm here by myself. Um, I, I can't imagine, um, you know, obviously this, this, you know, to take it a step further, right? Everybody wanted to talk about me in this game. Well, I, I, I obliged everybody. I removed myself totally uh, from this game. So now it truly is uh, Illinois about Iowa, and I'm out of the equation. Um, uh, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that, It'll be probably one of the tougher things for me to see and witness. Um, uh, but I, I would also say that, like, you know, I've also really preached to our players, don't worry about things you can't control. I can't control this moment. Uh, i got to play by the rules and play by the, the things that have been set in front of me and, 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 the, and the precedents have been set. So I have a lot of faith and confidence in our players, our coaches, uh, and I'll kind of just let it see it play out in front. I, I can't imagine what it's going to feel like. Um, Hopefully there'll be some excitement. I'm sure there's going to be highs and lows and, and uh, I'll experience it just like uh, every other parent, you know, the good Lord gave me two girls. So I, I'm not uh, maybe going to ever see our, uh, my sons play college football, but uh, um, when I'm not involved with this, right, I don't try to ever act like a father to my players. I just tell them I want to be their head coach, but I'm sure this is going to be one of those out of body experiences that uh, many parents have already lived many times in their lives. And I just got to watch. It. Well, I think that could be a record. I think that's the first time anyone's ever been upset that they couldn't go to Iowa. I think that uh, most people try and stay away. So, um, no, but it's really, Bielema is probably one of those, it's kind of, um, I, I feel bad for him not getting back, get to go back there and, and kind of be a, there. I mean, I, he's been there before when he was at Wisconsin, obviously, but, you know, just a chance to be an Illinois guy going back in Iowa and to beat the Hawkeyes, you know, and, and I think then he'd have to get his tattoo removed as well if that happened. So, um, so I, I think that would have been a positive. Well, you know, as as long as they don't start peeling back the onion and find out Bruce Pearl had something to do with this COVID case, I think we're good to go. But um, <laughs> deeply. Uh, exactly, yeah, exactly. We'll just doctor a tape and send it to the NCAA. There you go. Um, it's easier you know, to do so now than it was back then. Maybe, maybe the test is – maybe that was the test. It was a false test. It's yeah, a false exactly. Positive. They did it. It's all Iowa. Pearl! <laughs> well, you know, ultimately, uh, maybe George McDonald will run an air raid offense and we'll have so many people just amazed by what he what he <laughs> installs. <laughs> but I, I, I have to admit, this has got to be killing Coach B because he's got the team in a place where they can they they're they're playing a game that matters at the end of November. That's that's exciting. And he can't be there. Now, I know he's going to be – he's going to, you know, obviously he trusts his coaching staff and his players to do the right thing. But you guys know when you're a coach, you can't go to the game and it's this big of a game. It's just got to be eating away at him. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, George McDonald taking his place. Oh. And it, it oh. sounded like that, um, uh, Brad, it sounded like that coaching, uh, he even, even as of week, something happened to him on the recruiting trail, as you mentioned in that, that uh, press conference he held from his basement via Zoom with all the media people. Um, something happened on the trip that he felt like he might have been exposed because he came right back from that recruiting trip last Saturday and, and began testing right away. So clearly there, there was a case somewhere that because uh, he pulled in George McDonald even on Sunday and said, hey, just in case, here's what we're doing. Uh, and it turns out he tested positive. Yeah, he said he had, had mild symptoms. Uh, wasn't quite sure what they were, but you know, just mild symptoms, I guess. And, you know, kind of you start tracing back and you start looking back. Anytime you start to get it or when you do get it, you're trying to figure out where you where where that matriculated from. And so I think he was in that that uh that mindset as well. I, I, I feel like um you know it's good that he's proactive. I mean that kind of gives you an idea of what you're getting though. You got a guy who's actually proactively planning just in case he might have COVID. So I guess that's a good thing. That's good preparation. That's Bill that's Bill Belichick's influence on his life is that he's actually planned if he gets something He's all ready to deal with it. And I'm, I'm just looking here, you know, and I'm not able to tell where Bruce per- or where, where Mr. Pearl was last weekend uh, via the Internet. So I'm just conspiracy theory. I'm just saying that if you can't prove where he was, maybe he did it. Well, I, I think you compare, you see, let's see, what are there any recruits that Auburn's chasing in the area where Bielema is also chasing a recruit and see if the two come together? Uh, Bruce Pearl, always a thorn in the Illini side, one way or the other. Hey, guys, let's talk about the game itself. I mean, look, this is a game that a month ago we said, well, there's no way Illinois wins that game. Um, I think we have a different mindset now after seeing what happened at Penn State and at Minnesota. Um, Iowa, of course, is the favorite, number 18 team in the country. But once again, it's possible that uh, Mike, that Illinois gets a win. Yeah. I mean, look, the bottom line is, is that's why they play the games. And the, the Iowa offense has not lit the world on fire. And Illinois' defense is playing like a dominant defense. So let's, let's line them up and let's see what happens. It's not going to be an easy place to win. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, you go out there and, and leave it all on the battlefield and see what happens. Yeah, I really – I mean, I think this is a game – Iowa isn't an explosive offense, um, and they're, they're – although they're a very good defense, so is Illinois. So I guess it's going to come down – I think it's going to come down to turnovers, who makes mistakes, you know, a blown coverage maybe could, could change the game, um, things like that. I mean, because I don't think you have – offenses that are going to just go out there and you know make plays down the field and things like that i don't think illinois has, or iowa does that but you know whoever controlled the line of scrimmage and then that's going to come down to turnovers i think turnovers are going to be huge in this game i agree with you yeah it's uh, once again uh that game coming up in Iowa at Iowa on Saturday on FS1. And again, stay with the complete pre and post game coverage and analysis as always, as Illinois tries to get their fifth win of the season in Illinois football. That's that has been tough to accomplish. So that in itself uh, would be a big deal for these Illini. Hey, keep it here. We get back to hoops in a moment. The Illini taking a road trip to play a couple of games in Kansas city. The Cincinnati Inquirer's Keith Jenkins is up next to tell us all about the Bearcats and talk about a name that 
may be familiar to Illini fans from the past. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you, too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. Busy, busy weekend. Illini at Iowa on Saturday, but it's the big man on campus who takes center stage Monday in Kansas City. All-American Kofi Coburn making his season debut after serving that three-game NCAA suspension. It's been well documented that he sold some of his school-issued gear online when he turned pro paid it back when he withdrew from the draft and returned to campus, but this was all before the name-image likeness deals took effect on July 1st and thus the punishment. Okay, that's all behind us. Kofi and the Illini taking on the Cincinnati Bearcats in the first game in Kansas City on Monday. Joining us now, Keith Jenkins. He's the Bearcats beat writer for the Cincinnati Inquirer online. That is Cincinnati.com. Keith, welcome to the Sports Spectacular. Uh, tell us what's up with the Bearcats this season. New head coach, Wes Miller, didn't get the call to replace Roy Williams at his alma mater, North Carolina. So he left UNC Greensboro to take over the Cincinnati program. How are things going so far? Wes is a lot of fun, man. He is a big ball of energy, and he is so thrilled to just be at the helm of a Cincinnati program that was just craving his energy and craving for someone um, to bring it back to prominence and bring it back to Maybe it's, it's rightful place is one of the top programs in the country. We all know the history of Cincinnati basketball. Wes respects that history and really wants to bring it back to that point. He's a lot of fun. He's in the players are buying in. The players really respect what he's selling and what he's looking to bring here to Cincinnati. Um, got some guys coming off the bench that are used to being starters, but they're okay with that because they respect his vision and respect what, what he's trying to bring and build at Cincinnati. So, so far, so good. He's done a great job of, of bringing in former players and, and building that bridge and keeping that bridge going um, and then bringing high-end recruits early on. So, so far, I know it's early, but he's gotten off to a really great start and, and hopefully Cincinnati fans hope he can keep this momentum going. Seems like uh best player for Cincinnati so far has been David Julius, who we, we got to see quite a bit in uh, when he was at Michigan um, and, you know, before. And uh, how's he expanded his game since he played in the Big Ten, since he arrived at Cincinnati? Yeah, David's a really good guy. I think the, the key that he's improved on upon this year is his jump shot. He hasn't shot the ball well in his college career. He didn't shoot the ball well at Michigan. He did not shoot the ball well here early at Cincinnati. But he really worked hard this offseason is season of getting that jump shot down. Wes is asking a lot of him. He's asking him to not only create shots for himself, but be better at creating shots for other guys. And one thing that he's showing a really good job of doing is just knocking down a consistent jump shot. 
Um, he's got great, great court vision. He's got a great attitude. Um, he's got the demeanor. He doesn't get too high, get too low. That's what you want to see in a floor general. Um, so he has been the starting point guard. Um, he's relished in that role. And he and West have gotten off to a good start. I think they have similar visions as to what they see and, and how they played. And um, so the, 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 the chemistry between DeJulius and West has been really good and has definitely matriculated onto the court. What do you think uh, Illinois needs to do to slow him down? You know, you've got Curbelo at uh, one of the more celebrated potential point guard All-Americans, uh, and you've obviously got Trent Frazier, who's famous as a defensive stopper. Uh, what do you think those guys are going to have to do to, to kind of take the pace out of uh, Cincinnati's favor? Yeah, if I'm, if I'm going against Cincinnati, especially if a guard like Mike Saunders Jr. is on the bench, he's their speedster, he's their quick guy. If he's not in the game, make Cincinnati go fast. Make them have a frenetic pace where it's like chaotic and defense is flying around the, all around the court and you're pressing and you're making things a little jittery and nervous. I think that's the best way to attack this team. They're still new, right? There's seven new faces on this team. They're still figuring it out. Yeah, I think you've got five returners, but they're still gelling. They're still trying to find that chemistry. So if you force them to speed things up and, and kind of get out of their sets and try to, you know, play a little bit unbalanced, I think you find some success there. Uh, you guys are dealing with the hornet's nest a little bit because you probably saw what happened Monday night, as we alluded to a moment ago, Illinois with the tough upset loss at Marquette. And now you get the big boy, Kofi Coburn, uh, in the middle, uh, take us through the other side. Uh, if, if you're Cincinnati, how do you stop a guy that's just not making a season debut because of the three game suspension and, um, maybe the most dominant player in college basketball this year? No, no doubt. I think it's funny how he makes his return against Cincinnati. I'm not, they were hoping like, hey, <laughs> one more game. Just one. <laughs> um, no, he's a he's a load, man, and he's a he's a load. The good thing about Cincinnati, if when you have a guy like that, Cincinnati has the two active leaders in block shots. You know, if you look at the stats, Hayden Koval, um, Abdul Adu, those two guys are, are are big presences inside. Look, Illinois, he's a freaking monster, and he is a load, and he's tough to defend. But the good news with Cincinnati is they got multiple big bodies that they can throw at him, hopefully get him in foul trouble, make it uncomfortable for him inside. But good luck. I mean, you you almost want to let him do his thing and try to neutralize everybody else around him. And then if he ends up with 20, hopefully everybody else doesn't end up with 80 and you'll be in good shape. <laughs> but he's just he's a heck of a player. He's he's um, versatile. He's strong. Um, to see him back on the court is just, it's great for college basketball. And it, it's really, it's, it's fun to watch him. And I'm excited to see what he'll do this season. But if I'm Cincinnati, he's a low, but you just try to make it tough for him. You've got, what are the expectations like? It's a, obviously great storied basketball program, had a lot of success. What is their expectation for this year and then building for the future for Wes Miller? It's, it's hard when you have a fan base, you know, I'd, I'd equate it to, Ohio State football, right? I mean, there's no such thing as a down year. I don't care if every single player in the program left. We got an entire new coaching staff. New guys come in and you're expected to win the Big Ten. You're expected to compete for national championships. That's kind of what it is like for Cincinnati basketball. It's been too quiet around here for too many years. They're not used to not being among the elite in the country. They want to get back to being the final four, the elite eights consistently throughout year after year after year. And it's been a little bit since it's been that way. They want Wes Miller to bring it back there and they wanted to bring it back ASAP. Now, I think they'll give him a year as he's figuring things out and getting acclimated and getting recruits in and getting his guys in. 
but he won't have a lot of time to just figure it out. Um, he's off to a good start this season, but they want top-notch talent in here again. They want national player of the year contenders playing for Cincinnati again. They want coach of the year contenders, um, and they want conference championships and national championship contending teams. I think Wes Miller wants that also. And I think he sees that, uh, that capability here at Cincinnati. Um, and so far, he's gotten some recruits that can bring that back to here. And I think that's important. It's been a while since Cincinnati has gotten some four and five star recruits in here, and it's starting to happen again. So again, so far, Wes Miller is off to a great start. But the, ex the expectation is bringing Cincinnati back to the, among the elite programs in the country. And so far, again, I know it's early, but Wes has taken the steps to doing that. So when you take a look at a game like this Monday night, national televised broadcast, high spotlight, high pressure, what, what kind of performance are you predicting out of this Bearcat team? And that's, that's the big question. You know, that, that'll be the, the first true test of this team. Um, you know, how good are they? How bad are they? We just don't know. Um, they had a relatively, I don't know, I don't want to say easy, but not the most strenuous of schedules here early on. Illinois is the first test. You know, how good are you really? Um, how will you compete? If you're down and you, you find yourself in a jam and you face some adversity, how will the players respond? They claim to really love each other and get along. Well, you know, that's surely tested when you have some adversity and guys are starting to argue, guys are in wrong, out of position and in the wrong spots. Um, they face a deficit early. How will they respond? I think we'll find a lot about, you know, how good this team is and how quickly they're able to gel here early. Yeah, we can't wait for tip-off. Illinois versus Cincinnati, Monday, 5.30 p.m. It's on ESPN News. The first of four games there at T-Mobile Center. Uh, by the way, which is a great arena, uh, fantastic, right there in Kansas City. Keith Jenkins, hey, thanks so much for joining us, and we hope you'll come back on the show soon. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. That's Keith Jenkins, beat writer for the Cincinnati Bearcats for the Cincinnati Inquirer. And again, you can read his stuff on Cincinnati.com. Really talented writer. Uh, we're lucky to have his insights here on the show. Stay with us. Much more to come on this game and on game two on Monday. That is Arkansas versus Kansas State. We'll get Sturdy's thoughts as Illinois will face one of those two teams on Tuesday. Keep it here. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. When life gets hectic, you need health care that's easy. You need OSF On-Call Urgent Care. With OSF On-Call Urgent Care, we make it easy to get affordable, quick, convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it. Walk in for care 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even on holidays. 24-7, 365 virtual care options means we're always on, just like you. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgent care to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. This is David Williams, a leading receiver from the University of Illinois, here on Illini Guy on Sports Spectacular. Go Illini. Right back here on the Sports Spectacular, Larry Smith, Mike Hegley, and Brad Sturdy getting ready for, uh, boy, you know, we're in that time of year and we've got uh, sports flying all over the place. Uh, the ladies uh, hoop team, and we've talked with the uh, associate head coach, Sean Patterson, uh, last hour and uh, great insight there with what they're doing. Um, football again, Illinois at number 18, Iowa this weekend, that game on FS1. 
Um, and we'll have a complete pre and post game coverage of that on IlliniGuys.com. But let's talk a little more basketball as we just talked with Keith Jenkins of the Cincinnati Inquirer about these uh, games coming up in Kansas City um, and taking on Cincinnati here in, in game one. And Brad, I, I want to ask you, you know, we, we talked a little bit about it, but I want to go deeper in, in, in depth. You get a player back like Kofi Coburn, and even though he played in both exhibition games, they're exhibition games. So you're working on different things. This is the real deal. What is this going to mean? And, and, and what are we going to see? And what do they get a chance to do with, with him in place? And this is what they've worked on now for weeks and months. And we finally get a chance to see it. How's it going to be different than what we saw Monday night or even in the two games before that? Yeah, it's a, that's a great question, Larry. And I actually got a chance to talk to the only coaches um, this week, um, kind of at you know, the conversations. And, and they mentioned how they're finally going to, they finally can play the way they planned on playing before the season because Kofi is such a unique player that you you build around Kofi Kofi doesn't adapt to your offense you adapt to Kofi because he's probably the most dominant player in college basketball well when you don't have the most dominant player in college basketball you're tweaking things you're changing things you're doing this but it's nothing you're comfortable doing because since July you've been planning on having a seven foot 290 pound monster the most dominant big man in college basketball in the center, now you don't. So you play differently, and it, and it works. You do some things, and there's some things you can do that are similar, but at the same time, it, it, Kofi changes everything, and it changes the approach on offense. They they Very few post-ups, if you've noticed, over the past, um, over the first few games. You haven't seen post-ups. Even the, the, the screen of rolls, they've run some screen of rolls, but it's different because it's not Kofi running to the rim, and so people don't, they aren't tagging him. So there's not that help coming to prevent that and opening up other guys. Um, defensively, you don't have a guy who just let him go one-on-one -on -one in the post with anybody because you're not worried about him, you know, getting a lead or anything down low. So there's just a lot of things where Kofi changes the way they play on both ends of the floor. And so, therefore, I think you're going to see a completely different team and a team that, yeah, there might be a, a few minutes where you're trying to get back to gelling, but at the same time, once they connect in this first game, at some point in this game, they're going to click and, and they're going to look like they're supposed to look. Yeah, and I'm actually kind of excited to watch Kofi play just to see what he's incorporated into his game. You know, he had a list of things that he wanted to work on. And so I'm looking forward to seeing a couple skip passes, you know, or or passes out of the post when he's double teamed. The other the other thing I wanted to ask you about, Brad, is is I was surprised when Keith Jenkins brought up that if Illinois picked up the pace, they could force turnovers on the Cincinnati team. And and do you see anything like that happening in this game? Because I was kind of thinking, you know, you just grind them to dust with Kofi, you know, in the middle. But but is there a chance of, of Illinois using its athleticism and some of its experience to uh, make things hard on a on a Bearcat team that, that doesn't have that level of experience? Well, I think you're, you're in Cincinnati, you're getting a team that does want to they, they both these teams like to get up and down. So they like to push the pace a little bit. Um, the, the difference is Illinois has had a problem with with turnovers as they push the pace. And so both these teams want to play fast. So I don't think it's uncommon to see you know that that happen. 
but I don't know if, you know, you, you don't want to just have a game where it's just chaotic up and down because that's part of why Illinois has been the way they have been with the 26 turnovers of Marquette. But I do think that the, you're going to see them run up and down because one thing about Kofi, although he's huge and he's a, you know, the irresistible force or is the immovable object, one of those get things, but he can run the floor. He's super fast getting up and down the floor. And now I think Kofi, and this sounds crazy, I think Kofi can even play harder than he did a year ago. I think he's in better condition. And I think that you've got a couple of guys behind him who can come in for a minute or two and just give him that blow. He can go four hard minutes and then give him a minute off. Four hard minutes, give him a minute off. And, man, it really – I think he could be just – I think he'd be dominant in that regard. So I think you're going to see Illinois push it, but I also think you know they don't want to get out of control. Yeah, that would be terrifying for college coaches across the country <laughs> to find out that Kofi can play harder than he did last year. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, what the heck, you know? And then, and the Cincinnati coach, you know, Wes has got to be saying, "Why against me? Right? Why not? Why not? Just four games? <laughs> just one more game? Come on, NCAA!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love when Keith said that was great. Yeah, why? Do, why do we have to be the one that he gets to unload that frustration out on us? You're right. The other game in Kansas City Monday night, the second game pits Arkansas uh, versus Kansas State. I've got about 45 seconds, Brad, before I got to take a break. How do you see that game matching up, and who do you like? Yeah, I mean, Arkansas is a talented team. I, I like them quite a bit. I think they're a team that um, in the SEC can can do do very well. I, I, the one thing Kansas State is is in is different though. I, I will say that um, Kansas state has some, some talent and they're it's a Bruce Weber team. So they're going to guard. Now, does that mean they're going to be good? I, I wouldn't say that, but they are going to guard. And, and so I think that that gives you an opportunity when anytime you're going to play defense, it gives you an opportunity to, to win the game. And I, I, I pick um, Arkansas to win that game, but I think it's, you're going to have more Kansas state fans there probably. So I'm thinking it's going to be a, a pretty close game. I think it's five to five point game, something like that coming down the stretch. Um, so I think that's a probably a, personally, I think that's going to be a more competitive game than the Illinois Cincinnati game. Yeah. We can't wait to again, kind of step up to the next level, if you will, in these two games. And if you are just joining us just now, Brad Sturdy is going to be there in Kansas city. We'll have uh, complete pre and post game coverage and analysis on both of those games, Monday and Tuesday from Kansas city, Illinois playing at the hall of fame classic. Again, their first game is at five 30 tip off on ESPN news uh, versus Cincinnati on Monday. And then game two, depending on if they win or lose comes up on Tuesday. Stay with us. Much more coming up. Kendrick Prince standing by. Wearing the 10-gallon hat. I can see him right outside the door. Here he is coming in with his recruiting roundup. Lasso in hand. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. You can hear that sound, the rustling out in the winds. Here he comes in on his, his old paint. It's time for Ked's recruiting roundup. Love the sound effects. There we go. Kendrick Prince, he's the director of recruiting for IlliniGuys.com. And boy, Ked, you have been busy this week. Uh, big news on Wednesday, the, the big 6-7 wing, Ty Rogers, that you guys have been really excited about. Uh, Harvey Thornton High School up in the Chicago suburbs. He is now in Illini. Tell us about this uh, young man out of the class of uh, 2022. Well, thanks for having me again, guys. And I'll tell you what, Larry, you must do spend a lot of time with those cliches because they're extremely clever. I love them every every week. <laughs> I aim to please. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, Ty Rogers is a guy that you know Brad and I have been studying. I have been talking about 
for a couple of weeks on IlliniGuys.com on our message boards. And this week was extremely big for uh, Coach Underwood and his staff, and also for Tim Anderson. You know, this was his first big recruit, and it's it's and he went and he went and got a real good basketball player. He went on and got a four star, maybe at some point could be a five star basketball recruit, definitely top fifty. Um, he's a guy that Illinois has been pursuing for a long time, and Brad Underwood has always wanted that athletic wing. And the thing I like about him, and I tell people this, is that you're used to seeing lobs thrown to Kofi Coburn and you and to uh, Omar Payne. You're going to see lobs thrown to this kid as well. He's a great defender, and his athleticism. I just only other person on the team that I could probably compare it to will be Austin Hutchinson. Yeah, Ken, I'm very excited to see him, um, you know, suit up in the orange and blue. He's a dynamic wing, plays two-way. Underwood called him this week, called him a uh, one, maybe the best two-way player in the country coming in out of, out of uh, high school. I it's uh, it's going to be fun to watch him put together with the wings that they've added in the last couple of years. Luke Gutty, R.J. Melendez, Rogers, all, all a little bit different but all just dynamic guys who can do something really well. And Rodgers uh, adds that versatility and, and uh, just a dynamic player. You know, just from a defensive standpoint alone, too, as well, I mean, uh, people talk about how much pride he takes in guarding the ball. And, you know, Brad talked about it even today, which I was surprised to him say that they may even give him a chance at the point guard spot. So this was a nice pickup for the staff. And they're just continuing to, to roll. And that's what you have to do if you want to compete with the big boys in the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest with you. Of the kids that I saw this year, I'm not certain if I saw anybody who was a better defender than Rodgers was. I'm, I'm sure there may be somebody out there who was. But, boy, he, he plays at 110%, that old cliche, on both ends of the court. Who do you guys think, when, you, when you're thinking of maybe a comp, for some of our uh, fans to compare Ty to, and I know he's he's the first Ty Rogers, but but who, is there anybody that he reminds you of that, that that some of our fans might be familiar with? Shannon Brown from Michigan State for me. Wow, I'll take that. Yeah. Brad, I said uh, Brad, I would actually compared him to. I kind of liked his comparison of Draymond Green um, because of his versatility, defensive ability, be able multiple positions, play multiple. I think Ty Rogers is more athletic than Draymond Green. I'm not sure he's quite as skilled because Draymond's such a skilled kid, but um, I think he, but he's, but that type of guy, I think that type of impact is what he's saying, multiple positions. Yeah. And I was actually thinking a little bit of a young Iguodala from the athletic kind of fits in everywhere. Okay. So we've got uh, Rogers in uh, house uh, 2022 to go with sincere Harris and uh, the Epps kid out of Virginia. Um, What's next now for, I mean, fans are never satisfied. Three guys for the class of 2022. Uh, Brad, what's next? Larry, I'm very disappointed um, to hear you ask that question because you know, I would think you've read my article on IlliniGuys.com, which breaks down all of the 23 guys that are up next. And it's on the front page. You can go look at it. And I know you have a subscription. So I know you can read it. So, you know what? It's it, not, the seven days ran out on him, Brad. And Larry throws around nickels uh, like they're manhole covers. This is true. He is. Yes. There we they're go. Turning coal into diamonds, Larry Smith. So they have a. They have a. No, I, 
I've got to throw out a guy that Illinois went to see this week, and that is, uh, you know, obviously in 23, they've, they've got some guards, but another guard that they really like is Jeremy Fierce Jr. over at La Lumiere. I know Ked's had a, you know, Ked has a great relationship with that family, and um, he and Jeff Alexander went and saw him on Wednesday of this week. And so you, you've got him, you've got Kylan Boswell um, out in Phoenix, who they've, you know, spent a ton of time on. But I think you're going to see them really push for, um, some more more size in this class 23 as well and uh, there are a ton of guys from across the country um, JJ Taylor who was at Kenwood uh, people remember now he's at Donda Prep out in California is, is one guy a uh, 6'8 wing who they, they love a lot so there's a there's a bunch of guys um, that they're going to be in on and they're, they're they're all national I think th- that's interesting there are a ton of national guys that they are recruiting not just staying – they got the Illinois guys, but also a bunch of guys from around the country. Well, you you, you had me at J.J. Taylor, a magnificent uh, basketball player. Um, Ked, obviously, you know, when, when you do your recruiting roundup, you know, you're just not lassoing uh, basketball recruits, but you're also talking football recruits. What's going on over on that side of the, uh, the uh, athletic complex? Well, I'll tell you what, this uh, past week they had a, a giant – I mean, on campus, and Magnus Moller, this kid is from Denmark. This kid is listed at 6'8", but I think I heard he's closer to 6'9", and maybe 6'10", 305 pounds. Just a huge offensive lineman. It's going to be, you know, wherever he picks a school um, with his size, I mean, I'm sure that he's going to be talked about a lot. What's unique about this kid, he had a bunch of small offers from mid-majors, and then all of a sudden, you know, Illinois kind of snuck in, and now Louisville's involved. Vanderbilt's involved, and so is Georgia. But um, I had a chance to talk to him on our site. If you, if you read our, our premium message board and our articles, he told me, basically, this is going to be a two-horse race uh, between Illinois and Louisville, he thinks. So after he makes all of his official visits, and I was told by a, a little bird um, in the last couple of days that his, he will take an unofficial visit to Illinois right after uh, the early holiday breaks or Thanksgiving break. So this will be a huge commitment. And one other plug to give to the coaching staff, this kid's very intelligent. He told me he did his homework. You know, Coach Bieleman was talking to him about his success. He told Coach B, I don't need you to do that. I already know everything about you, and I know what kind of success you've had. So that's the kind of kid that you want in your program. Yeah, you you consider what uh, Brett Bieleman's track record of putting offensive linemen uh, in, in the NFL, I think he and Nick Saban are one and two, pick the order in terms of what they've done. Ken, for those who don't follow this uh, as closely as you do, those who are listening, how big a deal is it for, for him to, to, to take a second trip to, to Illinois and, and not just the one visit? Well, I think it's huge. And, you know, everybody in today's world, and Brad, you can attest to this, they all have that guy or somebody who's in their circle. And, you know, the guy who's in his circle who's helping him with his recruiting told me that this kid came away. He was just in awe of Illinois and what they had to offer. So to answer your question, like to get another visit, it kind of sets Illinois, it puts him in a pretty good situation. Kind of the same way it was with Ty Rogers. I mean, he made another visit down to Illinois and then what, what, what do you know, a couple of days later he committed. So, you know, I know the staff really wants this kid and why would you not? I mean, can you imagine when this kid's a junior, how big he will be and how intimidating he will be. And how skilled he will be. I mean, skills now, but once you work with the coaches on a higher level that Illinois has on staff, how exciting that would be. Kedrick Prince, always great stuff. We know that uh, 
you're here to you're, you're thirsty you you're off the horse ready to go inside the saloon and get a drink we'll let you do that we appreciate that and uh lasso up some more news for us next week kedrick prince enjoy we'll talk to you talk to you next week i'm sarsaparilla <laughs> I, I always laugh <coughs> ken, ken just looks at me and goes I'm okay <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what, what you're saying. Kendrick Prince, Illini Guys, Director of Recruiting. You can find his stuff exclusively on IlliniGuys.com. Always great stuff. And, boy, he has really been working hard. And uh, if you're part of the site, then you already know that. If you aren't, it's definitely worth your time to go check it out because he gets the goods and talks to all these people. And we even discussed that he sweet talks to the moms. We didn't even talk about that this week. We'll, we'll get him next week. On that. I didn't mention it intentionally. I didn't want to bring up the moms. Yeah. You brought, you let that out. Let that off. Mike. Mike sweet talks to dads. So <laughs> they all have a role. Yikes. When we come back, much more to talk about here. The Atlanta guys more spectacular. <laughs> Stay with us. We're back with more to this. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. All the captains, it was six of us that were elected and we were trying to take on that role uh, as among, among the other coaches. You know, and just trying to hold it down for Coach B. Uh, we know that he's probably missing it like hell, and we definitely, we're definitely feeling his presence. Um, but we're just keeping it going. Everything that he taught us, everything that he prepared us for this moment. Next man down, another one up. Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. And as you already know, uh, boy, we have been busy this entire year in 2021. 2.3 million page views already. Uh, and over 900 pieces of content. We have got you covered uh, top to bottom when it comes to Illini sports. Come check us out, free seven-day trial. And by the way, we've got some special things happening starting next week. Can't tell you yet, but just go to Illinis.com, check out the front page, and you'll know what's going on. Uh, that was Owen Carney Jr. talking about uh, the change in, in, in coaches yeah, George McDonald is considered one of the best position coaches in the country. He's one of the most coveted guys, and so now he's also the associate head coach, and so you see him stepping into that head coaching role now. And um, very, you know, very impressive to see the cohesion that they have, even without their head guy. I mean, without Brett Bielema, they're still almost. It's not a situation. I feel like there's a lot of programs where you lose the head coach to be panic. They're really calm and they're really organized. And, and I think having a guy like George Donald Ashford is huge for that. Yeah. And, and the amazing thing to me is, is you got George McDonald stepping up into the role. But, you know, if, if we would have found out that Ryan Walters was taking over, everybody would have been like, oh, that'd be great. Or if we'd have found out that Kevin Kane was yeah. taking over, oh, that'd be great. Um, I, it's been a long time since the line I can literally pick from three or four guys who could go in and and be the uh, head coach for a day role. And that's really, to me, that's a great 
uh, tribute to what uh, Josh Whitman and Brett Bielma have built with this staff. You know, you need to have commitment from the standpoint of funding and that comes from Whitman. And then you need to have the ability to select uh, excellent coaches, which comes from Coach Bielema. I, it's hard for me to, I mean, this is like a whole new era in Illini sports for me. And, and this is the type of stuff that gets me jazzed up for the future. You're, you're right. It's been a long time since, and again, you, we you talked didn't want Lovey Smith's son to do it. <laughs> well, you know, I, obviously he was a close second, but you know, he's not here anymore. Close. So we didn't think we'd fly him in. <laughs> it's been a long time since, as we talked last week, since Illinois even got just, Five wins has been a huge success for Illinois football lately, and, and you can hit that uh, on Saturday. And, and Mike, you were talking, too, about in terms of just the, the depth on the coaching staff. You've got a guy like, like Pat Ryan that because of NCAA rules and the COVID protocols, now he will uh, take on a, a larger role on the sidelines as well. And, and look at what a, a fantastic pass he's had. Yeah, I mean, two state championships at Metamora, they're a perennial power. Um, and if you meet him, I had a chance to meet him after the Illini uh, golf or the quarterback club golf outing. And, you know, he's just a guy who's got a personality with, you know, infectious enthusiasm, not infectious, anything negative, but infectious enthusiasm. And it's great to see a guy with that energy get an opportunity like this and you can understand why Illinois high school coaches are now gravitating towards the Illinois program with a guy like that involved on top of the competence that uh, coach B has brought to the staff. Yeah. How about, how about having a guy staff who won 10 plus games, 15 of 16 years, and he's just the director of high school relations. And now he gets coach. I mean, this guy's a, He's a great coach. I mean, great yeah. high school football coach. And to have him stepping up is, is just a yeah, – just goes to show, that, like you mentioned, the depth of this staff. And, and this is a great, great football staff. And we should mention, too, that as we talked earlier in the hour, Brett Bielema kind of had a plan in place even uh, earlier this year before the season even started about just in case COVID would come into play, how they would do things. And so he really has credited that uh, plan and that understanding ahead of time of – allowing everyone to kind of have their roles and move forward as they expect him. Uh, he did, in case you weren't following, have not been following the story, Brett Bielema testing positive, getting that test back Monday night. And so following the protocols, um, there is a chance that he could be cleared to return in time for the regular season finale at home against Northwestern next weekend. And so certainly, first off, we're thankful that uh, his symptoms, that he's, uh, he's okay. That's a good thing, uh, the number one thing. But secondly, that he uh, may be returning uh, very quickly as well. Larry, the breaking news is, is I found a document that if the whole coaching staff had gotten COVID, Brad Sturdy would actually be coaching at Iowa this week. It would be an amazing week wow. for Illini football. Ooh, see my guy, Jordan Bohannon. <laughs> Well, we'd have to have security wait, on, wait, on wait. the field to protect you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jordan Bohan is thankful that didn't happen. <laughs> I've heard that laugh before. I've heard that laugh before. <laughs> he came up from behind. Yeah, there it was, exactly. The sucker punch. 
Um, this is the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular. We're back with more uh, after this. Stay with us here on the Atlanta Guys Radio Network. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it. If your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation. 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm not a doctor, but I trust science. And I'm told that for some reason people trust me. So here I am to say... I trust science and I got the vaccine. If you trust me, you'll get the vaccine. In math, it's called the distributive property. In people, it's called taking care of one another. Get the vaccine. Help make our world a safe place for us to enjoy ourselves again, please. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Illini Guys, Sports Spectacular. uh, So glad you're with us here. Getting closer to, hard to believe, already December is like right around the corner. Um, Again, lots going on. Uh, Illini at Iowa in football, the Illini basketball team, uh, the men's team uh, headed to Kansas City on Monday to take on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Well, we talked a, a moment ago before the break. And uh, Atlanta guy, Mike, you brought up a, a great point about um, just the, the money that uh, that Josh Whitman's willing to spend. We really haven't seen this in a very, very long time. Uh, we touched on it last hour, but we didn't really go in depth about the contract that Ryan Walters got, the defensive coordinator who has done such an amazing job at this unit. It's hard to, to believe this is the same unit that gave up 42 points at Virginia back in, in the third week with what they're doing. They're shutting down not just any teams, they're shutting down um, top 25 ranked teams at their place. And so Walter's now a million dollar uh, coordinator. It's the kind of thing that, that you, we haven't seen past athletic directors do, but Josh Whitman, uh, the commitment and, and the things that he's done and that he continues to do, um, you really are just amazing. Yeah, Josh Whitman has really turned around this Illinois uh, sports program, especially when you look at, you know, Ryan Walter's million dollar uh, defensive coordinator. You had Orlando Antigua, who had an opportunity to be the uh, highest paid assistant coach in college basketball. These are things that you would have never, ever, ever seen prior to Josh Whitman. And then you, when you look at the improvements on the uh, facilities, both football facilities, uh, the media was <clears throat> allowed to tour the Smith Center unbelievable place. Uh, you can see why kids rave about it. 
Ubbin is being uh, redone, even as as we're speaking now. Uh, Josh Whitman is elevating Illinois into that level where they can attract the best athletes, and they've got great coaches to get the most out of them. It's hard to um, you know not look at what he's doing and thinking that he's trying to redefine the uh, Illinois athletics department. Yeah, Mike, I actually got a chance to to talk to Coach uh, Athletic Director Josh Whitman um, a couple weeks ago. Um, just on the side, we just had a con- private conversations. We got to talk, and we were talking about this, and he said, you know, everybody has great facilities, and, and we want to have the best facilities we can for our athletes. And 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 he, he understands how important that is for them to be successful. And then he mentioned how the other part is, having a cohesive athletic department that understands works. And I think we've seen that um, really, it's been really impressive to see how these guys work together, whether it was, you know, although Illinois didn't get the the kid, Jimmy Rolder, but it was the baseball and football program working together to try and get that kid on campus. Those are, they were one of the few schools that were willing to do that. And so you see these, these programs working together, trying to, and that's, that's a testament to what Josh Whitman wants to mention. Now, the other guy I'll mention is Chester Frazier. Chester Frazier loved being at Virginia Tech. And, and don't get me wrong, Chester Frazier's a line eye. He went there, but he loved being at Virginia Tech. He loved being close to Baltimore, where he's, you know, where he grew up. So to get him and pull him away, they had to step up. And and again, Josh Whitman gave Brad Underwood the the help, financial help, to get that done and, and get bring Chester Frazier back home. So that's a prime example of that's that's what you have to do as an athletic director. Yeah, and that's where I think, look, some fans look at this as inside baseball or nerd stuff that is, isn't important. But the, the work that Whitman is doing to support these head coaches and, and give them the tools necessary to compete is it, it can't be really you, you can't put it in big lights enough because when you're trying to catch up and compete with Ohio State, you know, that's not easy and you need great coaches, you need great facilities, and then you have to be able to attract the guys who can compete with the level of athletes that Ohio State brings in, or Michigan, or Penn State. And and I'll tell you what, this is the best I've felt about Illinois athletics since Neil Stoner was here, and Josh Whitman probably comes with a lot less of the uh, peripheral question marks that sometimes were around Mr. <laughs> Stoner. So, you know, I, I, I can't, I don't think I could be a much bigger fan of Josh Whitman. And I'm, I'm really glad that he is working this plan and it's going to be fun to watch it come to fruition. Yeah, Mike, you, you know, the other part about this is Josh Whitman's also not afraid to make a change if it needs to happen. I mean, he was all in and he backs his guy to the end. He backed John Gross, even though he didn't hire John Gross. He and John Gross were tight, and he backed him until the very end. He backed Lovey Smith right up until the very end. And he does all that, all that he can to support his coaches, but if he feels like the program's not going in the right direction, he's not afraid to make a change, and that's just part of the job. Not saying it's the way you don't want to see guys lose their job necessarily, but this is the way college athletics is, and Josh Whitman understands that. Yeah, really glad that you uh, brought that up about Whitman and Gross fully supported him. But when he had to make a move, at least John Gross knew it wasn't personal. It was business, something that had to be done. But everyone was on the same page uh, when it happened. I think U of I has a good one in Josh Whitman leading the athletic department. You know, never a good time to say goodbye, but that's uh, where we are. 
Thanks so much to Steve Kelly of WDWS in Champaign for joining us earlier in the show. John Patterson, the associate head coach for the women's basketball team at Illinois. Great to talk with him and uh, hear what the ladies are doing this year under Coach Nancy Fay. Keith Jenkins of the Cincinnati Inquirer as well, talking about Monday's big game, Illini and the Bearcats. And, of course, the members of our team, Demonte Williams, Kendrick Prince. Great to have them here, too. For Brad Sturdy and Mike Kegley, I'm Larry Smith. Complete pre- and post-game coverage, don't forget, on IlliniGuys.com. We'll see you right back here next week. Same day, same time, same station. Go Illini. I-L-L. I-N-I. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.